I'm Jean Dyan. I'm the director of the Value Experience Delivery Team here at SAP Concur. My team works with our customers in order to optimize their solutions and work on challenges to business outcomes that they may be looking to improve upon. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Anshuman Singh from American Airlines. He's the director of the digital customer experience. Anshuman, would you mind going ahead and introducing yourself? Absolutely. Uh, morning, Jean, and thank you for having me here today. Uh, my name is Anshuman Singh, and like you mentioned, I am the director of digital product management and experience at American Airlines. My role entails, as I break it down into two parts, so one of the areas that myself and my team serve are what we refer to as the booking journey uh, for customers who come to AA.com. So from the time customers uh, you know, search for an itinerary to the time they actually purchase one, and that interni, uh, and that journey within is what me and my team help serve from a retailing and a digital customer experience perspective. The second part that uh, we help serve for the organization is our ancillary products. So we deal with ancillary product management. Think about things like paid seats, bags, other ancillaries that customers purchase a la carte uh, post-purchasing their ticket. So we work on creating a value proposition with other commercial and technology partners across the organization and rolling that benefit out to customers. That's a lot. <laughs> so the reason that we're talking to you today is because American Airlines was a winner of one of our partner innovation awards. During the pandemic, you and your team actually were able to integrate um, the app with our TripLink for both iOS and Android users. Uh, it's part of that whole idea of moving to the frictionless travel, which I know is super important to you. And I was wondering, um, you know, as we talk about this from a business challenge, I think it hits on every single one of the business outcomes that we at Concur Bucket, and we look at it from a compliance perspective, from a spend visibility perspective, from an employee experience perspective, most definitely, and also from expansion and optimization. And when I think about that frictionless travel, can you explain to me what frictionless travel means to you and your colleagues at American Airlines? Sure, that's a great question, right? I mean, frictionless travel, as you think about it, might mean different things for different customers, right? And, and that's that's the true essence of trying to determine what frictionless travel means for all our customer base. So at its true essence, what we want to be doing is making ourselves available and pervasive to all our customers who want to interact with us and meet all of their different needs. Now, if you think about it, you know, when it comes from a corporate travel perspective, we've gotten feedback from our partners that when we consider managed travel, there are customers or there are their employees who potentially are coming directly to our websites, but at that point in time are not necessarily getting what's considered to be managed travel rates and so on and so forth. Hence creating that friction in sense of you know, uh, negotiated rates and expensing and so on and so forth. If you think about it from that realm, what we were trying to solve for specifically was trying to bridge that gap. If you think of it from a customer journey or a customer experience standpoint, you'd initially think of any customer coming to AA.com as more of a B2C interaction, a direct, uh, you know, business to customer interaction. But what we try to do here, if we specifically talk about Triplink, is bridge that journey 
where it's still actually, if you consider a B2B transaction, but with an element of personalization and actually trying to think of it from an individual customer perspective within the confines and guardrails of, as you talked about, duty of care, uh, customer experience, and making sure that we're able to like provide what the customer is looking for, uh, and actually in ensuring that there are no downstream impact when it comes from an expensing perspective. So it's, it's it's like going back to what you initially started with, it's different needs for different customers, and it's about trying to solve those needs for each of those individual customer segments that we typically try to focus on when we consider uh, you know that frictionless customer experience. And while I touched on specifically only the booking journey of it, we try to maintain the integrity of that frictionless experience across, uh, you know, be it the web, be it the app, be it coming back for retrieving your reservation, and finally working in collaboration with our partners at the airport as well, and trying to make sure that even by the time customers onboard their plane and beyond, they are experiencing that element of the journey. Mm -hmm. In frictionless travel is huge because flying is really so personal even though you're doing it for an organization and you have rules and responsibilities around what you're doing at the end of the day it's a highly personal experience so allowing for a business traveler to be able to control some of it is actually really beneficial to not only the traveler but to the company correct Absolutely. I mean, uh, as we think about it, again, you know, it's about establishing that connect, right? It's about establishing that relationship. It's about going for greater cost efficiencies. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if we can drive an optimal outcome, be it from a customer perspective, be it from an economics perspective, and the sense of familiarity that we breed, like if we create that personalized experience, which we have greater control on when a customer a direct asset, that calls for a lot, right? Uh, and it's not just about like the booking experience, like I said, it's about the post-purchase experience. It's about the second experience on our online assets. And we're able to you know, present relevant offers, again, within the confines of what's allowed and what's not, uh, and tailor that journey uh, specific to that customer uh, across any customer segment that we specifically be focused on. Mm -hmm. So when you were doing all of this work, and there was a significant amount of work to go into it, were there any surprises in developing this while the world was changing from a pandemic perspective or even just from a technology perspective? Absolutely. I mean, the world of product management, I mean, I've been in this uh, field, if I may, uh, for about seven plus years now. And every day brings a new challenge. And as, as you know, and that's what makes it very, very exciting, right? Uh, but at the same time, there's one core principle that we always abide by, which is trying to create, uh, or rather trying to keep the customer at its core. Now, specifically, if we think about this specific instance, you know, you're talking about a pandemic world, the world around us had drastically changed in the last couple of years. It's all about getting scratchy and about getting resourceful with the limited number of, you know, resources you have at your disposal or time that you have at your disposal. Uh, so there's the team as they approach this problem, you know, we try to really break it down going back to say 2018 when this whole process began uh, was what is it that we can try to do to serve customer need uh, at the lowest level? What's our minimum viable product, right? What can I do to actually get something in front of the customer which improves their experience from what it is today? 
And it's not about like trying to solve that problem in one day. It's about an experience. It's about a journey that happens over a period of time, right? You don't you don't achieve success overnight. So the team, where well, they thought about it, you know, it was a big problem. It was a huge problem. We tried to break it down in chunks, right? So it started with allowing customers the ability to be able to book through AA.com uh, on web. And then subsequently, at that point in time, if you think about it, we not completely eliminated that frictionless experience that we we're talking about because a customer could not come back and actually change their reservation. Not ideal at all. But again, it was trying to figure out how we can break this down into palatable chunks. And I think that was one of the most important, I won't say challenges, but considerations for us as the world around us has been evolving to say, how do we actually break this problem down into digestible pieces? We did booking initially, we followed by allowing customers the ability to actually come in later and change. And as you think about it, the world around us is effectively very, very quickly moving towards an app first approach, right? So the next step there for us was to make sure that we're allowing customers the same seamless experience, the same benefit when it comes to the app. And we've seen a lot of adoption come through from the app as well. So trying to break it down into those sequential steps and making sure that we're not trying to conquer the universe in one day is, I think, something that the team focused on right off the bat, off the onset, which allowed us to achieve the level of success that we were able to as we thought of you know, achieving this customer benefit across the customer journey over a period of time. Right. You, it, it's fascinating that you mentioned that uh, it, from a technology perspective, going from phone call to online to just having that at the end of my hand on a phone where I don't actually make calls, but I use an app to perform the tasks. That's a very short window of time that we went through that as a as a human race, right? It didn't take very many years to go. It was pretty quick. And when I think about that, I also think about that idea of people do things very spur of the moment now when they have an app in their hand. Is there a big market around some of that day of travel um, changes and booking, etc.? Absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head when you talk about, you know, like just having the flexibility to have a device that you can just pull out of your pocket and, uh, you know, make decisions on the go. It, it it adds to the element of spontaneity, I would say, to a lot of that decision making. And, you know, if you think about the customer journey, right, holistically, uh, from the time that you book to the time that you travel, your mindset potentially may shift in terms of how you're feeling that particular day, right? Uh, you might have thought a different way when you were actually booking your trip to why the time you actually get to the airport or about to get to the airport or check in 24 hours prior, you might have just had a very, very long day or your meeting may have ended soon. So at that point in time, customers do want that flexibility. Again, keeping the customer need at the core of all of this to get our value propositions I find that there's definitely a huge market for their travel changes. Now that can come in many different forms and shapes, like I said. Uh, you know, you just want a bit of extra leg room to actually uh, stretch your legs out because it's been a tiring day. Uh, or you want to actually go ahead and upgrade yourself. Uh, you can actually go ahead and do that. Or for that matter, if your meeting ended sooner or it, it's probably going to end later, you can go find some flexible options. Again, literally in the benefit of a phone having in your hand, uh, on trying to, you know, change to an earlier or a later flight. So we find that a lot of our customers, with the fact that they have this flexibility, avail them on the 
air travel. And the very fact that they're, you know, to your point, the journey that we've covered, you actually have all of these pop up on your phone in your app. That makes it a lot more reachable, if you may. And while we obviously cater to that audience, we also make sure that at different elements of the customer journey, uh, be it when you're at the airport as well, interacting with our kiosks or even with our agents, you still have that flexibility available to you. Uh, so that's definitely one element of that uh, that we, we continue to focus on and find a huge demand for as we consider the retail aspect or the ancillary aspect of what customers like to engage with American on post ticket purchase. And and I when I think about that and you're talking about you know the the meetings ended early I need some extra leg room it's been a really long a really long day I could use a little bit of extra having that interaction or that integration with the Triplink application to allow for corporate policies to be applied as well when you're when you're looking at those things I think is probably very critical to most of our travel managers and is a an amazing feature it's probably one of the reasons why you're one of our top airlines with those types of bookings because having that integrated there directly in the app makes a world of difference for that business traveler. Their experience is elevated to an additional level that they wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. Absolutely. And again, like, you know, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but that's just me. And I, I go back to like making sure that we are keeping the customer needs at core or we're like, and, and, and when I use the word customer, right? I mean, that we obviously have to ensure that we're working within to me, that is part of the seamless customer experience that you defined. If it's not part of the corporate policy, if it's not within, you know, uh, the duty of care realms, or if it's not within, uh, you know, ensuring that a customer could actually go do that, ultimately, that's not the experience or the friction that we want to go create, right? We want to make sure that from an end-to-end perspective, the journey is seamless for the customer coming in, coming from, say, either at an expensing standpoint or anything else that comes through with it. So we got to make sure that that experience for that customer, be it an offer or anything else that we provide to them, is personalized in a way. So that for us is key. And that's something that we keep to our core for any customer interaction that we're trying to focus on. You're in many ways a lot like us where we have multiple customers in that one customer transaction. We have the organization as a whole. We have the travel management customer. We have our own internal organizations. And then we have that end user who has that phone right at the end of their hand. And so keeping them all in mind and at at top of mind is sometimes difficult, but it is the core principle of how we run our businesses and how we service our our customers. So thank you for keeping them at the top of mind. We're very appreciative of that. Absolutely. And then, you know, I mean, just just, you know, just building on that thought, right? I mean, if you think about it, just consider our day-to-day daily interactions, uh, again, focused on the app or like how we use our phone so frequently. You, you use it for convenience, right? At that point in time, if I'm a customer or any end consumer, right, I want the information presented to me in the simplest form, in the most consumable form. I don't want to be figuring out what I can or cannot do to the nth degree of detail, right? So you want the, the, the simplicity of the information. So I'm, what I'm trying to tie in here 
is trying to present relevant offers, trying to make sure that we are working within the guidelines of what the contract ensures specifically, or your universe might be wider. But it comes back to the point of saying that if we present the right information and you don't really have to go looking around for it, it just makes your interaction with the app or what you're trying to do at that point in time so much more easier. I don't want to think about, can I buy this seat or not? Can I do this or not? Or can I go ahead and change my flight or not? If that sense of smartness is already built in and you know what you have at your disposal, then the only decision that you need to make is whether you want to actually go ahead with it or not. You don't have to actually spend time thinking about other things. And I think that level of simplicity, ease of use, drives greater adoption. Yeah. Absolutely. And that greater adoption is really critical for spend visibility and even control and compliance within our customer base as budgets get tighter, as um, employees are looking to travel a little bit more now, um, and they may be coming from other places because they're no longer part of a headquarters organization, but they may be in multiple areas around the country as part of that hybrid work organization. These types of things start to become even more critical than they were before. In, in thinking, Absolutely. Yeah, and thinking about that and, and, you know, how our world is working today, I'm just curious, what do you see as the future of that business and corporate managed travel, specifically flying? What does that mean to American Airlines and where are you looking to take that? Sure. Uh, so, I mean, you know, as we were chatting earlier in the conversation, right, the last year, year and a half has been rather challenging for all of us as a, as a society. And, uh, you know, the, the world around us has shifted a lot. It's been a paradigm shift. Uh, so as we think about it, you know, again, it was always core to us, but now more than ever is keeping at mind customer, customer needs, customer ease. Right. What can we do to actually make customers comfortable with air travel? Right. And that's that's something that if you consider the airline industry, everyone's been trying to think about uh, and, you know, trying to innovate on, try to create that sense of comfort. Uh, is it about the flexibility that you introduce when it comes to travel plans? Because the world around us is not as defined as it was. Right. You need greater flexibility. How do you adapt to scenarios like that? Uh, so you need to pivot in your way of thinking on how you may have thought about your business historically to how you think about it today, right? I mean, so that's an area of business that we continue to focus on to see how can we actually make life easier for our customers in terms of our offerings and give them that greater flexibility that they need, given the uncertainty that exists around us. Now, that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is like, how can I actually convey that information to you in a simple manner so that you can digest it uh, and are able to understand what you can and cannot do when we talk about the retail experience, right? And, and how can I actually allow you to easily transact with American Airlines at any point in time? Now, if you think about COVID, we had a spate of cancellations, unimaginable, right? I mean, uh, to the scale that we never thought of before. Uh, people were sitting with their canceled tickets for a long, long, long time. And if you if you think about how the world operates around us, and I'm generically speaking, all of these unused tickets, they're trying to figure out what to do with them in the future. How can I actually, as I get a little bit more comfortable, you know, uh, post-vaccination or things around us getting a little bit better, how do I get back into travel? 
we're trying to make sure that it's easy for these customers to actually come interact with us and use these unused tickets as we call them and actually use it as a form of payment for future travel through digital assets, be it our website or our app. Uh, again, being considerate to like, you know, each different customer segment and their needs and the guardrails around them. Uh, but we're providing that sense of flexibility and ease of use. Otherwise, the only option that customers had before was to pick up the phone and get on a long arduous call with a frontline representative, uh, you know, a call center employee who would actually guide them through the process. It's not beneficial to the customer when they have the long wait times. It's actually a burden on our frontline as well when we have very, very long agent handling times, right? So we're trying to make sure how can we create that ease of use uh, for transacting with us, like I said. Now, a third element of that is, again, when you think about just comfort of traveling when you're in the plane and it's been all through the media, you know, how we feel customers make feel safe when they're actually traveling with us, focused around hygiene, focused around, you know, the air quality, just trying to make sure that people feel a sense of comfort when you know that you have a customer sitting probably a seat, seat and a half away from you, right? Uh, and there's been a lot of focus on that from our friends in operations. And then, you know, even before that, when you get to the airport, there's been so much innovation as we think of touchless kiosk experiences where, you know, we're trying to help customers uh, in a COVID-inflicted world say, yes, they have reservations uh, on not necessarily wanting to touch a device. So how can I actually make that interaction uh, easier for you, uh, being cognizant of the surroundings around us? Uh, that goes a long way in building that sense of confidence and that sense of trust as we try to welcome our customers back as we come onto the other side of what's happened to us uh, in the past couple of years. And I think it's, it's about taking uh, a lot of these series of sequential steps, you know, thinking about our business differently, innovating. And when I talk about innovation, I'm not necessarily just talking about innovation in technology, but I'm talking about innovation in our ways of thinking being more scratchy and more resourceful, keeping the customer at the core and trying to deliver value propositions to them that make them feel safe and valued when they try to return back to travel post this pandemic era. Well, as somebody who has traveled during this pandemic era, I can say I have felt very safe and I have actually traveled on American Airlines and felt incredibly safe. The touchless experiences that you're talking about, the ability to feel safe in the air from a hygiene um, or cleanliness perspective has really been um, a comfort to me as I fly. And I'm somebody who has flown internationally a lot and, and I am used to having to prove um, from a health perspective that I have certain credentials. Are you working on anything related to that credentialing uh, of the end user so they don't have to be carrying pieces of paper or test results or anything else? Is there anything that's coming down the pipe in your apps for that as well? Absolutely. And that, again, is a you know highly pertinent, relevant, and a fantastic question, right? Uh, that is, the, again, like what the pandemic has done, if you consider right? the ideas were there, the thought processes were there, you know, people wanted to go do a lot of this stuff, but it expedited, I would say, the maturity curve or the adoption curve. And this specific instance that you're talking about uh, is, is an example of that and more that I'm uh, so, I mean, it's, again, thinking about 
what the customer wants. They don't want to be spending a lot of time standing in a long queue when you talk of international travel and with so many restrictions that have come through, you know, about passport verification. Are you vaccinated or not? You need to manually go through each and one of your documents depending upon where you're traveling. And depending on where you're traveling, situation can be different. So how can we make that experience more seamless and comforting for the customer where they still have the ability to go to the airport, go sit down in the lounge and enjoy a drink before they go on board or just like walk around and, you know, feel normal and not have to go through this long, arduous process. And to that effect, there's been a lot of focus at American to bring that sense of ease in. Uh, you know, we've been working with uh, partners where we allow for this exact functionality to come through where you could actually you know, sign up with us and then you can ver verify yourself in terms of providing documentation that you've been happily tested. You meet certain guidelines depending upon where you're traveling. And what that allows you to do is check in online. You don't necessarily need to go see an agent. Once you go through that process, you're digitally checked in. There's no required for document verification. And then you're you know, on your way to board the plane. So that level of technology innovation, process innovation, we've been continuously focused on in the last uh, year, year and a half, and continue to build on it as we look towards the future. Because these kind of things, you know, the world around us, like I said, has shifted. It might become the new baseline for things that we have to consider, uh, and we keep trying to work towards that. In similar vein, right, things that I was talking about that got expedited or just trying to bring easy use is uh, uh, biometrics or thinking about the fact that how could customers actually uh, just scan their image in a way or just stand in front of a you know a, a something that looks like an iPad which just takes a picture and says okay Gene you are good to board or okay Gene you don't need to take out your passport you don't need to take out your ticket anything else like when you actually go to the admirals club someone just takes a snapshot of your picture boom everything is there so, I mean, those are the kind of things that we are continuing to focus on uh, from a day or travel perspective as well, especially when customers are at the airport to provide that sense of seamlessness and comfort to their travel. Uh, so that focus continues to be there and we continue to build on it, uh, be it from, uh, you know, ease of check-in perspective with COVID restrictions. And actually not just that, we're trying to provide information to customers so that they're ready for their day of travel much, much before. You could actually come to our website and get to know about specific restrictions that each country has to offer or what do you need to be prepared for. So I go back to my earlier theme, ease of communication or presenting information to customers in a digestible format. If you already know what all you need to uh, be prepared for or what are the restrictions that you need to be cautious about, you'll come much more prepared. So those are the broad themes that we continue to focus on uh, as, as this world around us evolves and we try to cater to specific customer needs. I can see now why you are the director of the digital customer experience, because everything that you just described, including those biometrics, I would like to raise my hand and live in that Jetson style world where all I have to do is show up and show my face. And that's it. So thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate the word of confidence, but trust me, it's, 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 it's not like, I mean, especially when we talk the world of the airports, uh, you know, it's a common theme, right? You be it, be it the digital customer experience or be it the experience at the airport, it takes a village, right? It's my partners across the organization who've been pushing for, along with us, as we think of ourselves as the customer-centric organization, 
changes that bring that ease, right? I mean, especially for certain aspects of that, uh, it's actually, you know, a lot of my partners, commercial colleagues across uh, the airports and the operations team who are to be thanked for trying to bring this sense of innovation in their processes and technology uh, to bring about, uh, uh, you know, that, that ease of use for customers. We all try to do our bit. So, like I said, it takes a village. And then ultimately, it's about piecing that experience together, right from the the time you start thinking about your travel to your actual purchase to the time you plane, and we all try to come together and try to make sure that we can make it as seamless as possible. It's it's fascinating to me to see this small part of a larger cog and understand how much innovation is driving the change and how much our change of what our customers expect are driving the innovation. It's a, it's almost a Venn diagram of who's who's influencing whom um, in this. And and I am always amazed as I open up apps and new things happen that they're listening to me without my having to say anything. The idea that you're actually anticipating this is really phenomenal. And it allows me as a traveler to not have to think too hard in order to do the right thing and in order to have a pleasurable experience. I just am there and you're serving to me and I'm serving to you and it's it's really a wonderful experience. So thank you. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just, I think at the end of it, like what it boils down to is... Uh, Again, a theme that you probably would have heard me mention all through our conversation today, ease of use, right? Yes. I mean, I want my I want my travel, and that's where you started, right? The first thing that we started talking about was that frictionless customer experience, right? Uh, it just goes back to that central theme. And just understanding what frictionless means, there's obviously a data, right? There's a baseline for frictionless, but it means different things to different people. Uh, and, and trying to understand that and trying to make sure that we are catering to each individual's or like each customer segment's demands. And obviously that's a journey too. It's not gonna happen overnight. And you start chipping away at it piece by piece. And there are so many different touch points. There are so many different journey elements. There are different customer segmentations. There are different needs. But as long as you can actually keep that focus, you know, uh, like I said, you, you, you get there. And uh, just what's happened in the last couple of years, it's actually fueled the need to think about it faster. It's, it's, it's required for us to think about our business in different ways that uh, we necessarily didn't have to think through pre-pandemic era. And I think all of it, I always continue to look for silver linings uh, in, in anything and everything that happens on a day-to-day -day basis or in general around us. I think if, it, if there is one, remotely one silver lining, I think as an industry, as an organization, it's helped us expedite and fuel a lot of that innovation for the benefit of the customer, for their ease, which might have been otherwise probably a bit of a slow roll had this not happened. So, you know, I, I, I'm glad that we're on the path that we're on today to make life easier for customers across their journey. That's incredible. And I know we've touched on a lot of things today, but is there anything that we haven't touched on that you wanted to make sure that our listeners hear or understand about your 
organization, the tools that you're building, the technology you're using, the, the future thinking ideas that you have? Is there anything we haven't touched on? I, I'm thinking there probably isn't, but. I think we, I think we touched, I mean, you know, we scratched the surface on, on most things. Obviously a lot of these go multiple levels deeper, right? Uh, but I, I think it's, it's primarily more about like actually evaluating each one of these themes that we talked about and taking them across the finish line. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's one message or one theme that I try to keep true to every day. It's not just about ideating or it's not just about, you know, your truest MVP. Uh, it's about taking it one step beyond, right? Or multiple steps beyond. So I think that's one thing or one message that I, I, I reiterate with our teams here. Uh, it's about getting that continuous feedback loop from the customer. We all ideate, we all think what's right for the customer, but it's so much better to hear from the customer what's right and what's not, right? So as we think of technology innovation, as we think of tooling, as we think of processes, it's about, again, a theme that I mentioned before, being scratchy, being resourceful. Put something out there, try to get their feedback, and see whether it works or not, right? And if it doesn't work, pivot, uh, and 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 then try to come up with the next best thing. And you know, data is a very very powerful mechanism. Customer feedback is a very very powerful mechanism. Customer sentiment is so huge. Trying to capture those things as we think of each of these themes or technologies. If you think of technology, technology is an enabler at the end of the day, right? Uh, I mean, at the what we're trying to serve is a customer need. If a customer is going to be happy, your employees are going to be happy, the company is going to be profitable in the long run, right? If we keep that at our focus and we continue to iterate on it in a recurring manner and not give up at the first point of failure, that's what's most important, right? Uh, and like serving that that customer need is what's going to get us across that finish line and knowing that we're going to hit road bumps along the way, uh, in our process for or in our quest for innovation is absolutely fine. Taking failure in our stride is what we need to do. And we need to build and learn on those failures. So I think if there is one theme, that's one that I would like to focus on. Well, I would like you to come back and talk to us again about some of the of those failures and learning experiences and successes that you've had in the future. This has been a really uh, amazing conversation and I've learned a significant amount from you and I'm definitely looking forward to the next time that I get to fly and get to be delighted by the service that I get out of my app. Uh, I'll be going in December, so I'll just let you know ahead of time. If you get anything new coming up, hit me up so that I'm ready for it when when I get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it was a pleasure. Thank you for, for giving me this opportunity. I definitely enjoyed our conversation. And I'm hopeful, you know, next time around we do this, we're going to be doing this in person. Yes, that would be wonderful. That would be terrific. Um, But for everybody who's listening, thank you for spending the time with us today. If you're interested in learning more about the American Airline app, please visit AmericanAirlines.com. And if if you're interested in listening or learning anything more about what's happening at the SAP Concur organization, please hit us up at SAP.com. Thank you again for listening. And thank you, Anshuman, for all your time and your interesting insights. Really appreciate it. Thank you so very much. 